All right. Well, welcome to the next episode of Billingham Veg Fest. This is Tamara and Selena, and it's officially summer. Yeah, it is. There's, in some ways, I feel like summer is just kind of slipping through my hands already, though. Like, it's oh just yeah, it'll be gone in a month. <laughs> it's going it'll away. be gone. It's going. It's going. Well, we just it just poured. It just poured like yeah. for a week straight. I know, but you said this weekend is going to be in the nineties. It's supposed to be in the nineties. Or yes, yeah, so. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a really cool show for you today. Today we have Steph Brontman with us. Steph is also known as Full Spectrum Steph and is a local blogger and autism activist and a tech guru. And I don't, I'm not shy to say that I practiced that 16 times before I started. <laughs> guru. Hi, Steph. Welcome. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course. So we know you from because you're a vegan mm-hmm. and you go to you came to some of our events and so that's how we met you and you always stood out because of monty <laughs> who is your service dog and he's yeah. here as well yep hi monty you won't hear him though because he's super chilling chilling yeah. yeah. super chill <laughs> so we always like to start our each show by asking our guests what what's your vegan story so i always was kind of interested in it. I was a huge animal lover as a kid, thought I wanted to be a vet actually for quite a while. And I uh, happened to work at Whole Foods right when Forks Over Knives was coming out and they had their whole, I forget what it was called, like Health Starts Here or some sort of movement and started, you know, they gave us some training on it. And I was a cashier and was seat. So I got to see everything that everyone was buying and started to get really interested in it. I didn't go vegan then. And then I moved when I moved to the uh, the West Coast originally, San Diego. I got to see the premiere of Forks Over Knives there and saw Rip Esselstyn, who was there talking, and decided to give it a try. And that was uh, it'll be ten years this upcoming November, and haven't looked back. Wow. So, so Forks Over Knives is that so that was ten years ago that it premiered about ten years ago. Uh, yeah, because I think that gosh, that movie has. Everybody talks about right. that when they're talking about mm-hmm. going vegan or plant based. Right, mm-hmm. so cool. And you were down there for the premiere. How cool! I was. Mm-hmm. Got, got to, well, not meet Rip Esselstyn, but see him about twenty feet away. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, they, so you were in San Diego. What brought you to Bellingham? Um, I had always loved the uh, the Pacific Northwest as a kid. Actually, my favorite movie was Free Willy, and I just remember like I loved oh, orcas oh, and I loved uh, I loved where it was filmed, like mountains, ocean. Growing up in Chicago as a kid, for me, I was a big outdoorsy person, and I was like, I want to live there. Um, my West Coast journey didn't take me originally there, but decided I was tired of the uh, Southern California heat and congestion and uh, wanted to change, wanted miss the green, missed uh, big mountains, and right. came here now a uh, year and a half ago or so, and this is definitely home, so... Cool. Yeah, it, it feels like you've been here. I mean, it just—it seems like it suits you very well. Definitely. And Monty yeah. as yes. well. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're we're his his name is Monty from uh, Vermont, where I went to to college, but also because he loves the mountains. So we're okay. we're very happy here. Yes, awesome. yes. Well, we've asked we asked you to be here because you have a blog called Full Spectrum Spread. So my goodness, Full Spectrum Staff. Uh, full, well, Full Spectrum View. View. Okay, that's the name of the blog. Yes. Your Instagram page is full spectrum. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for (laughs) explaining that. So we would love to talk more about that, obviously. Can you tell us about the process when you first learned that you were autistic? Sure. Or autistic, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I always, as a kid, I... I have, I mean, now I always, I've told myself nowadays, if I was born completely as me, but today I would have gotten an autism diagnosis much sooner. 
But back growing up in the 90s, it wasn't autism as we know it today wasn't what people thought of. And but I always knew I was different. I couldn't ever articulate it. I struggled with things other people didn't struggle with. And I kept saying I'm different, but I kept getting the line of, well, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And um, it was actually a former roommate who worked with um, developmentally challenged uh, adults who couldn't live on their own. And one of her jobs was to help kind of teach them those basic life skills to at least get them semi-independent, things they could handle. And she was talking about this book she was uh, listening to about a guy who was diagnosed as autistic later in life. And I don't know if, I don't know if it was kind of her hinting that maybe she thought I was or what it was, but I, I listened to the audiobook and I didn't, or I tried to, I couldn't get through it all the way, but I kind of, so, there were some things he said that kind of rang true to me. And I started doing my own research and literally just looking, well, it turns out I was looking at blogs, not run by autistic people, but looking at some of the, the checklists and kind of like, I fit this, I fit this. And it just all, it was kind of literally that light bulb moment of, this is who I am. This is why I'm different. And mm -hmm. all these things that I struggled with is like, there's a reason why I did. My brain is literally different and it all just clicked. And it was, it was like a euphoric moment when I put the pieces together of there's a reason there's, there's a method to the madness. As I like to say, it, it made sense. Interesting. I noticed you use the term actually autistic quite mm -hmm. a bit. What does that mean? Or what do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's a hashtag that was started by the autism community because a lot of neurotypical or non-autistic people were coming in and giving autism advice and things to do and stuff like that. So it was kind of a way to differentiate that these things and this life experience is from someone who's actually autistic versus a neurotypical person. Okay, so people that would claim to be experts or, or maybe they are, maybe they've studied autism but are giving advice or... It's, yeah, I mean, it, and unless you're one of us, I mean, like to, it's like to study someone's brain and say, well, I know exactly how they work. Unless you are autistic, you can't fully understand it. I, I believe that. Right? <laughs> I definitely right. believe that. So why is it important to differentiate between living with autism and being autistic? So, What's the difference? So for the most part, I, there's a few exceptions of autistic people who say that they're a person with autism. And that language is comes from non-autistic neurotypical people. But the autistic community, basically the way I look at it, because my brain loves analogies, is um, like it's the whole thing of, oh, you're not your disability. But in this case, my entire brain, every single thing about me is because I'm autistic. I can't. It's like if I was wearing a hat, I can take the hat like I could take the hat off and I'm still stuff. The hat is not a part of me. If I go, I can leave the hat behind. I can do all that. So I'm a person with a hat. I'm not a hat. Like the hat's just an accessory. But I can't decide, oh, I'm not going to be autistic today and leave my autism behind as much as they're in our world. There are times where that would be really helpful. Right. Um, it's not something I can do. If, like if you took autism out of my brain, I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't have had the same life I did. So that's why I am an autistic person. Like autism is it impacts everything in my life. Like, I, I don't know what the world would look like if I wasn't autistic. So it's correct for us to say, meet Steph, who is autistic. Correct. Okay. Not living with autism. Correct. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I can't leave the autism. <laughs> yeah. I can't say, oops, I forgot my autism at home today. Yeah. That's okay, so how, how old were you when you were listening to this audio CD thing? And do you think that that's typical? Do you think that a lot of people that, you know, that grew up in the 80s, 90s, whatever, and, and and it wasn't really talked about are 
making this realization in, you know, adulthood? It's it's a lot more common, especially now with like social media in some ways has been a complete blessing for people like me because it's allowed us to connect with others. And there's a lot of people like, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I'd have to look it up. It was some, right. sometime in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my mid 30s now, but it was late 20s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, like I see in a lot of my Facebook groups and on various social media channels, a lot of people, you know, in their thir- like in their thirties now, because we were kind of that last generation to not like where autism was like it's for young boys only, and here's exactly what it looks like and all that. Young um, boys, what do you mean by that? It, it was commonly thought of as a uh, like male men only. Really? Yeah, I did not know. So that. interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, so that was in the nineties, and then they finally were like, oh, maybe we should explore this a little bit. So, uh, yeah, something like that, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's, it's becoming very common, or you get a lot of parents whose children are diagnosed as autistic, and then they start to kind of explore the things in their past. Like, for a lot of them, it was, oh, like, just like me, of you had these experiences in childhood that I almost had blocked out because they didn't make sense. Right. My brain didn't know how to interpret them. And then once I got the autism diagnosis, and it was like, Oh, so this is why this happened. Now I've literally had childhood memories come back that now I can understand how they work. So there's a lot of people who come into various groups and they'll say like, my, my child is autistic and I experienced, I've had all the same experiences they have. And I think I'm autistic too, because it actually, the neurotypicals won't say this, but there is actually a genetic component to it. So it's, it's pretty common to have. It run in families. So what do you mean the neurotypicals won't say that, won't admit that? They don't like to think that it's genetic. (laughs) I didn't think it was either until I read things from actually autistic people. Wow. So what's it? Okay. I'm going to kind of, I should, this is probably a question I should have asked first, but what's, talk about the difference between neurotypical and neurodivergent. So if you kind of think about the breakdown, the word neurotypical, so neuro, your neurology, how your brain is wired, typical, it's like the typical neurology, typical things you understand. And then neurodivergent means you are divergent from that. So neurodivergent is kind of a broad umbrella term that encompasses things like autism, ADHD, dyspraxia, OCD, all sorts of things that are literally fundamentally that your brain is wired differently than the rest of the world. So it doesn't always, we're not always discussing autism when we talk about neurodivergent. Correct. It's it's an umbrella term for any. Correct. And most, a lot of people, it's not, you don't have to be, but a lot of those things are, I don't like the word, but comorbidities, they, they happen. Like you can, you're like, a lot of people will say they're neurodivergent instead of saying I'm autistic and this and this and this, because a lot of times you have more. So I've started moving more towards neurodivergent because I've also ADHD and dyspraxic and a bunch of other things. So it's easier to say neurodivergent encompasses a lot. Save some time. What's dyspraxia? Dyspraxia. It's basically um, like most people, if you watch somebody like doing a dance move or things like that, like a workout move, you can follow along, but it's literally I'll watch them and I they'll say like, raise your right hand and do this with it. And I see it and I basically somehow this like the signal does not make it. I can't, it's like coordination mm. and balance and mm. copying movements are a real struggle for me. I can, I can do things like I can, I can hike. I like to do things that don't require a ton of coordination or quick movements, but I, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it. I, I see what they're doing and it looks simple and they're like, anyone can do this move. 
don't no. literally mm-hmm. don't know how to do it. Right. Gosh, you know, I hear that all the time too. Yeah. And I feel like maybe they should watch their language. We need to be careful about our language. And yeah. Say things like that. Cause I say that I, I, until I, and I just thought like, it's the whole thing of, Oh, you just need more practice. And that to me is the difference is people can be uncoordinated and it doesn't mean you're dyspraxic, but yeah. it's, it's, if you're uncoordinated and you practice it enough times and you can get yes. it, then, then you're not dyspraxic. For me, it doesn't matter how many times I've practiced it. It's never going to happen. Thank you. Okay. That's, that's an excellent explanation because I think people are listening to this thinking, oh, that's me, you know, but, yeah. but, and I was kind of thinking that's me, but I, if I practice something, yeah, I'm going to get it. Well, and some things, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, everything. Yeah, right? but, but it's, it's more like, like I said, it's coordination and like movement and mirroring things and, it doesn't matter like I, how many times I practice it. I will never get it. And I've learned to lighten up on myself instead of being frustrated of why can't I do what everyone else can do. Right. I just it's like, oh, I skipped this because it's it's just going to drive me crazy. Right. So like if you're doing a workout video, let's say, it, will you skip the workout video completely or do you just do it the way you can do it? I do it the way I can do it. So I, okay. I modify. So I, I modify a lot of things, not from a fit. Like I might be able to physically like handle that much weight or handle this, but I can't make that movement work. So I modify it in a way that maybe I'm working the same muscle groups that the movement was intended to work, right. but in a different way. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So I've, I, I heard it the other day that, oh, we're all on the spectrum mm-hmm. or I'm or what is some like everybody's so, autistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what would you, what would you say about that? So that's actually one of my least favorite phrases. I've actually, I've had people say it to me all the time of all, I'll say something that I struggle with. And because autism is a, a lot of times a communication disorder, it's not, it's that I communicate differently than others. So I'm explaining my struggle in the hope of someone realizing, oh, I need to like help this person. Yes. But people take it as, oh, well, I struggle with it too. And the difference is that if like you might struggle with it, like for example, coordination, or you get stressed and you have trouble speaking when you're stressed, but you don't have all the other components of it. So while you're struggling with that, you also are feeling the itchiness of your clothes and the lights are really bright and there's all this background noise. It's, it's it. the whole package. So like you don't get like, you don't get to cherry pick which, um, which elements of it like like you can say oh you know yeah i struggle with that too it's like cool but do you also notice this 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 and this and you and there's nothing i can do about it so that's that's the thing it's not just like not like oh yeah my favorite color is blue also there's more more to it so unless you have unless you have everything it's and is it everything all the time i mean let me rephrase that is it if you are autistic or are you do you have all of the things so that makes sense (laughs) so i I, let me see if i think this is where you're going with it so people say like oh autism is a spectrum but it's not a spectrum of like like a linear spectrum it's if you think of a color wheel like in art class that's kind of how i think of it but each color is a different um and i i wish i could take credit for this concept but i absolutely resonate with it 100 um and think of each color as a different area that some autistic people might struggle with so for example you have verbal communication, you have coordination, you have sensory issues, you have all that. And some people basically have your rainbow looks different. Your color spectrum looks different. So for me, like, obviously I'm speaking, I have most of the time I am verbal, but if I get into sensory overload, I completely lose the ability to speak. It doesn't like to the point where I have to literally stop and I might be able to get out one word every minute if that, or, you know, and then 
as I said, I struggle with coordination, which is common for autistic people. But then on American Ninja Warrior, I think two or three seasons ago, there were two autistic people who actually made it to the finals. So they clearly had a lot of the the color of coordination going with the rainbow analogy. Mm -hmm. So that's a great analogy. Yeah. It helps me understand it so much more. mm -hmm. So that's kind of, if I think I answered your, I hope I answered your question. Yes, of course. Yes, you did. Did you? Well, yeah, like I was, I was wondering about how you were talking about, you know, all of the, the other things that you're noticing, which is, I, I feel like would be more, uh, you know, ADHD related, you know, being hyper aware of, of additional things while you're trying to focus on something. Does it ever, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my question was, do you ever get used to it? Like, does it ever just kind of dull? Unfortunately, no. So the okay. ADHD is, that's kind of a misnomer, like how it's thought about in society is different. It's more, it's like, it's kind of the lack of focus unless you get hyper-focused. And it's like, it's kind of the, Ooh, what's that? Or you're, you're talking and you change topics midway through a sentence and you don't realize you're doing it, but your right. brain's just like, Ooh, shiny thing, Ooh, shiny thing. Right. Or sometimes it could be you like, it's not hyperactivity. It's literally, you could be sitting there and your brain's thinking about 5 million things. You can't shut it off. But the, the focus or the noticing everything is a sensory thing that's sometimes people with ADHD have it or ADHD people. Um, But for autistic people, it's literally like for a neurotypical brain, your brain filters out unnecessary information. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, the fact that the there's black curtains, you can filter that out. It doesn't matter. The Mm -hmm. fact that there's a car driving by that doesn't matter. It's not critical for your survival. Right. For my brain, I don't like that filter's gone. It never exists. It never happened and it never will so like even sitting here i notice everything all the time so that's why it can be it can be hard to like the tiniest little thing can throw you off or you're focused on that and you like for example like if i had an itchy tag on my shirt that may seem like a little thing most people would just be like oh it's annoying my brain goes no this like every single i need to deal with this right now yeah yeah and unfortunately that felt like it's it's not like a contact lens and I can insert it in there and, and right. be good to go. It's right. it's always there. It it never or it's never there. It never developed. So we hear low functioning, high functioning. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So those are terms. Um, and if if somebody talks about them, chances are they are not themselves autistic or have been have only worked with non autistic people because for the autistic community we hate those terms. And I know hate's a strong word, but we truly hate those terms. Um, because basically what it implies, and it has actually some roots, um, if you want to look up the history of it, some roots going way back to uh, to World War II and Nazi Germany. Um, but it essentially says that if you are quote unquote high functioning, you are able to still provide value to mainstream society. You can work, you can make money, you can do all that. If you're mm-hmm. low functioning, you might as well be a vegetable. You can't do anything. Mm. But it's, and it's like, basically says like, oh, if you're low functioning, you have lower value. You mm. you can't be autonomous. You can't make your own decisions. Mm. But for me, I say higher functioning equals higher stress mm-hmm. because I was labeled as high functioning. And then I felt the extreme pressure to keep up that appearance. I'm like, well, everyone says I'm high functioning. So I have to go, go, go. I have to act quote unquote normal. Oh, I have yeah. to do all that. And it makes, and then when you, it's called masking of your like literally masking your autism symptoms. People do it consciously or unconsciously or both um mine was both and you you literally it's like 
your brain says, oh, I have to keep this up. And it leads to eventually burnout where you literally cannot keep going. But it it makes it hard, too, because if I say like, oh, I'm autistic and people think, oh, but you're high functioning. Then I say, I need this. I need this. um, Excuse me. uh, Accommodation. And I and here's what I need. And it's like people say, but you're high functioning. You don't need that. You can do these things. Mm -hmm. Or conversely, if you're low functioning, which is usually people who are nonverbal, it's like, well, they don't know anything. They can't do anything, but you give them a communication device or you let them work to whatever their abilities are. And yeah, they can. And even if they can't, they're still, they're still valid. They're still worthy, but it's, yeah. Well, and it kind of goes back to your, your wheel that you were talking about. Like it's not, it's not a tier system. It's It's a wheel system. Whereas like if, if you are having difficulty in, in with one sense you doesn't mean that you have those same issues in in some other direction yeah so it's like most people think of the autism spectrum as like a straight line and right it's, that's that's the the kind of stereotype i guess or the myth that is one of the things i'm myself and fellow autistic people autistic advocates are working to to get rid of is it's not a straight line it's not right. from low to high right. at all okay because that's honestly that's what i always pictured you right. know that, yeah because you hear that language over and over you know my whole life well yeah it, yes yeah <laughs> and that's that's something that we're we're act like that's part of the actually autistic hashtag and things like that is we're working to to get that message out there and to help people understand of like it's not it's not trying to make someone say like oh you're bad for doing this but it's like okay kind of saying now that you know better do better exactly. so get rid of those or yeah. like in the in the uk they have like level one, two, three, they have anything oh, that's, wow. I think it's the UK, anything that's like, that breaks people up into different levels. It's just, right. I'm autistic. I'm not high functioning. I'm not low functioning. I'm not level X, Y, Z. I'm autistic. Right. And here's what I need. And those needs might vary day to day. So some days I can, like, I can function just like anybody else. And I walk around and everything's fine. Other days I barely am able to do anything because my, executive functioning or what I call the quote unquote adulting part of my brain is gone. <laughs> I can't like on a good day, it might look like wake up, go downstairs, take my dog out. And it's steps like that on a bad executive functioning day. It's okay. Open my eyes, get out of bed, walk down the stairs. Wow. Like it's, you literally have to break things down. And even the, the smallest, seemingly smallest task can seem insurmountable. So it's, but oh. those days vary. Okay. So how, what controls, what kind of a day you're having? I I wish I knew. Right. Um, it's I mean you just wake up and you're just like I'm I'm just not feeling hundred yeah, percent or it, I mean it's not it even could, it could be like that little things have kind of culminated and that like you've had mm-hmm. all these little little stressors like and it could be even something as simple as like a change in routine of oh I was supposed to have this meeting at seven now it's seven thirty so that throws off your entire routine right. which in my brain. But it's hard. The ADHD side goes, no routine, spontaneity. Then the autism side goes, routine, now. And right. Those two clash. But right. when the routine, when I do have a routine and it gets messed up, it can ruin my whole day. My right. ability to function goes out the window. And other times, yeah, it's things I'm I'm not aware of. Maybe I had to, to do a lot of, like, if I had to do a lot of tasks the day before, I might be just completely wiped out or I wake up and whatever's going on with my brain that day, it's just, nope, adulting is, is not happening today. Mm. So what do you do? You just kind of buckle down or do you still uh, try to, 
you know, do you just decide not to do any chores that day and just kind of stay at home base or? I do what I'm able to handle. And I, that's what I've part of my autism journey is I've learned to give myself permission. And fortunately, those around me can understand and advocate for my needs of this isn't going to happen today because okay. there's fighting through it will just lead to a meltdown. And sure. a meltdown is it looks like a temper tantrum sometimes, but it's literally my, it's, it's, if you have a Mac computer and you get the spinning wheel of death, it's like, it's done. That's how my brain feels is right. I can't do anything. I'm right. like, and it might meltdowns can be a not pretty thing to see. And when right. I push myself, right. that's what happens. So I've learned, I can start to feel those. And my service dog also alerts to when those things are oh, happening. Right. But it's yeah. If you, the autistic people, when we push ourselves, that's what happens. It's, it's not sustainable. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. So sounds like there are terms, you know, language is ever changing and we know it. So we just, those are some terms that we should avoid, right? Low and high. Are there any other terms or um, words um, that you can think of? Only other one would be Asperger's. Okay. That's not a, uh, actually not even a diagnosis anymore. It used to be the high functioning autism. And that's what I was originally diagnosed as and identified with is Asperger's syndrome, but that's actually also has its roots in Nazi Germany. You can look up the, the history of that if you want to know more, but that's some people still use it, but I know most autistic people are trying to shy away from it. And one other one, it wouldn't be, it's not a word, but the, uh, the puzzle piece symbol is, mm. oh. it was actually started as, um, by this organization. I'm not going to name their name, but, uh, they're not well liked by the autism community because they are run entirely by non-autistic people mm. and actually seek to cure autism, which for me, if you're curing autism, you're eliminating me. And the puzzle piece is like, well, like I at first thought it was great. I'm like, I love puzzles. But I realized, well, autism is not, it's not just a piece of me. So that's not a good analogy. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm not a puzzle to be solved. So there's no between both the organization that it represents and what the simple itself can mean. It's something like the autism uh, community. We now use the uh, infinity symbol. That's the either okay. either gold or rainbow, um, either one. But so, the, so it yeah. sounds like the puzzle piece had many meanings. What did the what did that organization? What was their intention? Was it was it there was a missing okay. piece to the cure? I or uh, well, they still exist. Um, oh, okay. But they. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Just, I gotcha. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, just like autism is a piece of who, that was one of their things. Like autism is a piece of who you are, but it's oh. not your, your whole thing. Kind of like living with autism. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of like so that same. Yeah. And they're the ones behind the, the campaign of like light it up blue and all that. And it's again, there, there's tons of great organizations out there, but that are run or at least have people working for them who are actually autistic. But this one in particular has none. And again, they seek to cure autism, which it's like, so you want to eliminate people like me? Like no, yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> um, well, maybe you can share some of those links to some of the organizations that you do recommend and we Absolutely. can put them in the, the footnotes. Absolutely. The yeah, there, there are some great ones out there for sure. So for people who are running businesses or organizations out there, what are some things that they can do to better help the experience of someone who has autism or is autistic <laughs> is autistic. <laughs> um, so definitely one of the things is to recognize that we, it's a invisible disability, I guess it's a disability in the sense of in our neurotypical world, it can be a disability in itself. It's just who I am, but 
to recognize that it's not visible. So if somebody is acting differently or in a way that you may not understand, just realize they might be autistic. Lighting is a big thing. Like for example, in like the big box stores, I shop at Target versus Walmart because Walmart's lighting is very harsh and very bright. And even with a hat on, it's like instantly sends me into overload. So that's wow. lighting's a big thing. Um, I know in the UK, I've never seen it here, but they have some grocery stores there have autism shopping hours where they literally, they, they dim the lights, wow. they turn the music down, um, things like that. And even it sounds like a little thing, but it would be really helpful to get a notice of when stores rearrange because I know in my, like when I go into places, I, it's hard for everybody, especially for me, grocery stores can be, I like them, but they can also be really overwhelming depending on the store. And if I go in, I have my routine of this is here and this is here and this is here. And if things are moved and I don't know about it, it's incredibly disruptive. And it also then might mean I have to go ask somebody, which if I'm having a really rough day, the last thing I want to go do is talk to a person. So now I have to go talk to someone. And mm. and then I guess also just be inclusive. Like my, my service dog, uh, you'll see him pop up on my social media and on my blog. He's a little white fluffy dog and he doesn't look the part of the typical lab, German Shepherd, Golden Retriever. So also like I get a lot more questions about him, but just recognizing that not everybody needs a dog who like is big and can support them. Like right. he can do the same tasks. He can do his tasks just fine, but it's also like kind of the joke. Don't judge a book by his cover just because someone might come in with a little dog or something like that. Mm -hmm. If the dog's obviously if the dog's not behaving, then question, but just because he doesn't look like oh. the, the standard dog, the standard service dog, I don't need 5,000 questions. I don't need you to be following me around the store or oh, <laughs> things like that. I'm sorry that happens. It does. And it's usually by, actually by customers than more yeah. than employees. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. I had, had some people, and then when they can tell I'm getting stressed, they just keep asking questions right. and stores don't come to the rescue and say, right. oh, you need to stop. What? Yeah. <laughs> if you do that out there, please stop. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happens. Yep. I know that service dogs come in all sizes. Right, right. And breeds and yeah. mixed breeds. <laughs> right. And I even met a, a service bunny. No. Maybe one. Yeah. Bunny. So. Oh. so by law, service dogs can be, it, service animals can be a dog or a, uh, a horse. A miniature Interesting. Horse. The other ones are all emotional support animals. Maybe, okay. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. Emotional support. Yeah. The service. But, he's working. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, task task trained versus just general support. Got mm -hmm. it. They yeah. should all be allowed. Right. <laughs> I have an emotional support animal. Penny. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your blog. So I started a blog. I um, I've always loved writing, and I realized that as I started to find autism, or as I started my autism journey. I couldn't find blogs out there for people like me. Like they were all written like parents of autistic children, which mm -hmm. oh, or yeah. things like that, or researchers or things like that. And they, there was nobody who had lived like I did and who had like, who was diagnosed as an adult and all these other experiences. So now there's tons of them out there, but at the time there weren't. So I thought, well, what if it's somebody like me and you think you're autistic and you're trying to figure this out, but you want to learn from someone who is actually autistic so I set out to do that and I came up with the name full spectrum view because I take a, like, it's kind of a play on words and then I take like spectrum, obviously autism spectrum, but I, it full and then it encompasses my whole life. But I also use it as how I view the world fully. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of 
I use one of my taglines of how I describe it is like, I love to travel. I love to do this and things that you don't think of autistic people. They're not portrayed as doing or as being interested in. So it's actually from the show, little people, big world back in the original seasons. Um, the mom says a comment in the, uh, um, what's it called the, like the intro. And she says, we can pretty much do what everyone else does, but just in a different way. And that, and that's how I look at it is I can do like, well, I can do pretty much what anyone else does, but in my way. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, I have Monty with me or I have a fidget toy or, you know, I do what I need to do to do what I want to do in the world. You do a lot more too. <laughs> I like getting to know you over the few, last few months. I've learned that you do a lot, a lot of stuff I can't do. <laughs> so, so they can, people can find you on Instagram. Yes. As full spectrum staff. Yeah. Full spectrum staff on Facebook. Also, if you just look, search for full spectrum view, you'll see the, uh, the Facebook page for the blog as well. So give mm-hmm. us some examples of the blog art articles that you have. Talking about the executive function, like what executive functioning is and the struggles with it. Talking about like what a good day might be versus a bad day. Talking about my service dog, kind of basically what life is like as an autistic person. So sharing my life, but also sharing tips. There's articles there that are written that like with caregivers and friends and family members in mind to give knowledge and just anything. And I'm also, if there's a topic you've ever wondered about, I'm always open to writing a post about it. Like I'm actually, I was just thinking about it literally this morning of I'd like to write a post about summer camp now that it's summer because I, I was able to get a lot of accommodations at my camp, even though I wasn't diagnosed at all, didn't know, but things they did, like they gave me alone time because I, I just instinctively knew I needed it without knowing why. So things that basically like you might have a, or maybe for camp counselors or something like you may not, you may not know that a camper is autistic, but here's things you can do to help or things like that. So like I said, I'm all those topics and open to, if somebody wants to know something, I would love to do a post about it. You're pretty open. I mean, you're pretty, right. you have, you're, yeah. and I was going to say, I know you you intended for your blog to be, you know, for other people like you, but gosh, I gain so much from it every day, every day you post your stories. I've learned so much from you, you. which leads me to my next thing. Is, is it exhausting constantly educating? How, how do you deal with that? Or- it, it definitely can be. I mean, there's, and so those, those are the times, like I, I realized that unlike most bloggers and the social media profiles out there, they're like, I can't hold myself to that strict schedule. So there might be times where, I don't like I um I moved recently and I didn't post during that time because it was just way too much going on. So I if I can get things done ahead of time, I do, but I don't hold myself to the rigorous standard of you must do this all the time because it's it's unrealistic for somebody like me. So and I, or if it's days where like I get, you know, the I haven't had too many nasty comments of things, which is good, but like even this morning I was educating somebody on actually the difference, like why we don't use the functioning labels. And afterwards I was like, whew, I just had to kind of stop. And it's, it, it's a lot. It's also, like I said, because autism is a communication difference, I guess, not even disorder, but the way I communicate, I have to try to adapt to the neurotypical way if I'm trying to educate a neurotypical mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So I have to really think about like, how do I phrase this? So they understand because I knew I was dealing with someone who's not, neurodivergent. So that can be the, sometimes communication is just absolutely exhausting. So I, it's, it's exhausting, but I also know it's worth it. Okay. So what kind of support system do you have? Like, do you, 
Like, <laughs> do you do you have a therapist, or you know, are, are you able to talk to your parents or close friends, or you know, like um, what's your support system, right? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. So, I mean, therapist is there's I personally don't, but there I have in the past. A lot of times, there are autistic people who want one. Um, for me, I the therapist actually helped me realize I was autistic, which helped solve a lot of things. Right. Um, but a lot of therapists don't under, fully understand right. being neurodivergent. So a lot of autistic people have jumped around because their therapist doesn't get them or tries to literally put words in their mouth of, oh, you really mean this. It's like, no, or you you don't know how to say no. So you're just like, sure, right. <laughs> go along with it. But so other other than that, a support system, I am, I'm fortunate that I do have uh, my parents who support me and are have been on this journey with me and are learning that this is who I am. So mm-hmm. they're, they're in my corner, which is really helpful. Huge. Yeah. Oh, there are autistic people who don't have that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate. Um, not all my family is supportive, but I have my parents. So that's, right. that's really good. And then as I mentioned in the beginning, social media is a complete blessing. I mean, it's exhausting for sure, but for people like me, it's the way to reach, like to reach other autistic people. And when people say it's like, Oh, you have, like autistic people don't, don't communicate or don't do this. And it's like, no, we, we speak our own language basically. So when we're, when I'm in these groups, you can like, part of it is we like to be what most people say is blunt. Like we just say what's mm-hmm. on our mind and the rest of the world doesn't like that. So right. we stop. Right. But in these communities, people like you just say something and it's not like you're trying to be mean. It's just, this is what it is. You're just stating right. the facts. So yeah. it's, those are kind of the little, safe havens of you can you can be yourself or you can do what's called info dumping where you literally just like write an essay about your your special interest whether it be disney or dogs or my little pony or whatever the case may be and people even if they don't get it they're just like that's awesome it's completely supportive and no judgment right and i bet you are part of other people's support system with your blog not oh. bet. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't had, um, I actually have had the people who've read it have been primarily, um, neurotypical, but oh. I know that they've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people of like, you know, I, I didn't know this or I didn't understand this. So, or like, Oh, like I have a coworker, I have a friend, I have a cousin who I think who we just found out is autistic and this really helps me understand them so yeah so beautiful (laughs) thank you for doing that yeah great so tell us about your business so a lot the unemployment rate among autistic people is really high because we don't get accommodations in places so i kept trying the traditional route i for a while if my old boss hears this it was great working for you (laughs) I, i realized that it just wasn't for me i needed something that was more flexible so in addition to some other work I've done, I started up a business where I build websites and Shopify stores, online stores, and also do virtual assistant work. So basically any any small task, whether it's you need me to build you a spreadsheet or kind of anything that somebody doesn't want to do, transcription, whatever, you name it, um, I I can help with that, whether it's a one-time project or an ongoing event. That's awesome. We'll share that for sure on our page. Mm-hmm. We have lots of businesses that follow us. That might need your help. Yeah. So, what's next for you? Just my my full or my goal is to continue to grow the autism advocacy, the the full spectrum line. My company is actually full spectrum development because I feel like I bring like like I said, I'm autistic even when I'm building a website. So I bring a different way of of building it, but just kind of I guess the full spectrum umbrella of things and like 
growing my advocacy and work, working with other autism advocates that are out there. Um, that would be my, my goal. I'm also working, uh, full time for my dad actually at the moment, which I, I love that work. Full time? Well, How do you do all this? Full, full, <laughs> full, not full time hours, but, uh, full I understand. Time. Yeah. Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Um, so yeah, fortunately that's given me the flexibility, but my, my goal is the, the advocacy work because it is, it is one of my special interests. I, I love doing it. I love talking about it. I mean, it's, it's my life. It's all I know. So if I can get that message out there to more people and maybe have someone who reads it and it's like, Oh, I relate to that or, you know, something like that, then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you awesome. have any more questions, Tamara? No, no, this is really great. I mean, I always have more questions, but, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. Would you be, if we had listeners that had questions after this, are you open to answering those questions? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, the best way would be, re- like, send me a, a DM at, at my full spectrum stuff, and uh, I'm happy to, to answer your questions there. Awesome. So that was where they can find you on Instagram. Now for your business, though, it, the website is full spectrum, full spectrum develop.com. The, develop. the full business is full spectrum development, but it, the website is full spectrum develop.com. Perfect. We will link that as well. Wow. Thank you so much You're welcome. for being here. You're welcome. Yes. Thank awesome. You. Thank you.